Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're listening to the Armchair GM Sports Network. This is Rod Mahood, your in-game voice of the Niagara Ice Dogs, and you're listening to the Dog Pound Podcast on the Armchair GM Sports Network, your podcast source for all game analysis, team interviews, and up-to-date news regarding the Niagara Ice Dogs. Perlini! Overtime! Ice Dogs win! Hosing! To kill Thomas. Thomas has the angle coming in. He Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of the Dog Pound Podcast, the official podcast of your Niagara Ice Dogs. You can focus on uh, now X, I guess you could say, at uh, Dog Pound Podcast. As well, you can follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, threads, wherever wherever you're on social media, we're on there by following the Armchair GM Sports Network. You can listen to us on demand on any audio platform, whatever uh, you listen to your podcast at. We are available for you guys on demand. Uh, this episode uh, is not going to be in video form, but uh, all of our uh, podcasts are available on uh, YouTube.com slash the Armchair GM Sports Network as well. First episode back after a long off season. Thank you to uh, everybody that's been patient with us as we transition to doing this on a full-time basis and um, you know bringing you guys the best coverage that we can throughout the upcoming Niagara Ice Dog season and beyond. As always, I'm your host of the Dog Pound Podcast. My name is Brandon Caputo. You can follow me on Twitter at bcaputo uh, underscore agm. And I'm very pleased to welcome aboard. Um, new season brings on a new co-host. And I'm very pleased to welcome one of our newest contributors to the Dog Pound Podcast, and that would be Cam Halbert. You can follow him on Twitter, at No Sleeves Gaming. Cam, it's a pleasure to have you aboard, and uh, can't wait to uh, get started with uh, you as the new co-host, man. Absolutely, man. Thank you again for bringing me aboard this season. And uh, as, as a fan of the Ice Dogs, I'm just really excited to take it all in and uh, break down the season as we uh, move along here. Absolutely. So we are on site today at Niagara Ice Dog Training Camp. You can hear the goalie, uh, the goalie training going on in the background. Uh, four days of uh, Ice Dog Training Camp here at the Meridian Center. It's great to have hockey back. Felt like uh, the first day of school yesterday when we were uh, kind of getting ready and prepped for this week. So uh, on today's episode, we're going to go over you know, uh, projected lineups. Uh, Cam's going to give his thoughts so far. Uh, first impressions on uh, what he thought of training camp itself. And uh, we'll talk about some of the off-season move. But uh, before we get into that, I uh, just want to give a quick shout-out to Global Pet Foods, where pets are undeniably part of the family. Visit them at their any of their great four uh, locations across the Niagara region. They are the proud show sponsor of the Dog Pound Podcast. That would be Global Pet Foods. So with that uh, said, Cam, let's uh, let's jump into uh, the off-season because it was a busy one for uh, the Niagara Ice Dogs, obviously. Uh, not as many moves as last off-season, but still, still a few moves that, um, you know, uh, interim GM West Consorti and uh, the management staff and the coaching staff collaborated in the offseason, bringing in a couple of high-end uh, draft picks like uh, Artem Frolov, uh, Ethan Zada, and Ryan Robert, but there was still work to do on the defensive side of things, and uh, they definitely made some moves. No, absolutely, and I think one of the biggest things is that you know we, we essentially lost almost all of our decor last year. I believe Van Netten is the only one returning um, as well as you know, Ride Sick and Ride, but Ride came on halfway, you know, through the season. But it's it, there's a lot of new faces on the back end, and uh, I'm really excited to see how, you know, that they get adjusted to uh, to playing with the Ice Dogs in here, and uh, it's just it's gonna be a lot of fun to see how that shakes out in camp and in the position battles and things like that. Absolutely. So we'll quickly touch on the uh, the moves in the off season. 
A uh, couple moves uh, not player-wise. They brought in associate coach Ben Boudreaux, uh, obviously son of uh, legendary NHL coach uh, Bruce Boudreaux. But Ben has a very impressive resume himself uh, coming from the ECHL um, and, uh, you know, having some great work down there uh, with, with the Fort Wayne Comets as uh, the uh, head coach and uh, the director of player personnel down there as well. Um, also a championship uh, uh, down there uh, during his time. So he'll bring a lot of experience behind the bench as well uh, with Brandon Shaw, with, with Ryan Kuwabara instilling that system for the first year. But I really like uh, Ben Boudreaux coming home. I uh, spoke to him at training camp, and he's really excited. He wants to bring the pride, you know, to Niagara. He wants, play to, you know, people to be passionate about playing in Niagara, and he's happy to be back uh, playing in front of his uh, friends, or not playing, but coaching um, in front of his uh, friends and family. No, absolutely, and I think that something that we're going to see throughout this season in this training camp is uh, not just a culture change, but just, you know, settling everything down. And last season, um, there was a great effort to try and improve the team immediately. And I think that this season we're coming into it with a little bit more stability and trying to find, you know, the, the way to make everyone a little bit more comfortable and, and try and uh, really get things off on a, on a strong note early on. So um, love the addition of Boudreaux, and I think he's going to add a lot. And then um, also the goaltending coach, uh, new, new goaltending coach in Adam Monroe um, as a former goaltending coach, uh, Jason Barron moved on to the American Hockey League uh, with the Milwaukee Admirals. Um, obviously, Ben Vanderklok, the former goaltending coach of the Niagara Ice Dogs, is up with the Nashville Predators. So that same organization there uh, with a tie, and uh, and Jason's able to uh, go there and continue on. So uh, really want to give a, a shout-out to Jason Barron and wish him all the best uh, with uh, their Admirals in the uh, American Hockey League this, uh, this upcoming season. But uh, bringing in Adam Monroe as the director of goaltending um, is, the, uh, is the title that they're giving him. Uh, he played six years in the Chicago Blackhawks organization um, and has some experience in uh, multiple different leagues so um, obviously bringing in a new goaltending coach uh, to help out Owen Flores and uh, Marcus Vandenberg will be a big one um, so a couple of new additions there on the coaching um, side of things and then as we move on to uh, a couple of the uh, the moves uh, the Ice Dogs were able to uh, draft um, Urban Padrakarf in the MCHL import draft so he came in second overall in the import draft so um, you know, we've seen good things from him so far in training camp, and, uh, and Cam will get into that a little bit later. Uh, some of the transactions that went down, uh, the first move was trading uh, Andrew and Jacob LeBlanc uh, to the Sarnia Sting, acquiring four draft picks uh, in return. Um, Cam, thoughts on uh, getting that uh, that return for the LeBlancs? Again, I think that this is just a, a big change in, in terms of the roster on the team. And, and um, moving on from, from last year, I think LeBlancs did a great job uh, last year, um, especially Jacob as well. I, I, I loved watching him. But, um, you know, getting some more picks and, and getting this uh, management team uh, their ability to get some more ammo for the future, uh, not a bad thing. I think even just taking a look at their draft so far this last year, um, I think it started off strong so far at training camp. So uh, getting them some more uh, pieces for the future, not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, and uh, Andrew was injured for a little bit there, came in a little bit late, and, uh, you know, I think uh, both LeBlancs probably would have wanted uh, more from their time being back here in Niagara as, uh, as Niagara uh, players, but uh, we wish them well as they move on to Sarnia. Uh, with the Kitchener Rangers, the Ice Dogs acquired uh, goaltender Marcus Vandenberg in, a, in exchange for uh, rugged defenseman Gabe Runco and a second and fifth round pick. So, again, uh, you know, a big asking price from Kitchener, but Vandenberg, despite uh, being behind Marco Costantini, Showed pretty good, uh, pretty good stats and pretty good promise that uh, you know if anything happens to Owen Flores, he's going to be able to step in there and, and be a quality goaltender. I mean, anytime you post a 900 save percentage in the OHL, that's that's impressive. I mean, last year, um, Niagara Ice Dog goaltenders were pretty much under siege the most games, giving up almost 50 shots a game, um, and getting a really talented goaltender in uh, Vandenberg is definitely uh, was definitely something that was extremely important to help out Owen Flores going into the season. Second round pick, obviously, uh, is a hefty price to pay but even just so far at training camp he's looked great and then the uh the final move so far uh as far as uh, draft picks go uh with the ice dogs that uh, trading away some picks you mentioned uh you know trying to take in some capital to use to their to their uh you know exp uh, at their disposal whenever they need it. So they acquire uh, over or overage import defenseman uh, Daniil Sobolev from the Windsor Spitfires in exchange for three draft picks, two of them being conditional uh, based on the fact that Sobolev uh, could crap, crack uh, the Montreal Canadiens uh, AHL affiliate, the Laval Rocket, uh, 
out of uh, out of training camp. He was a 2021 fifth round selection of the Montreal Canadiens. So I like the move, and I think it's worth the risk uh, for this decor to be able to add a guy like Sobolev um, if he is able to uh, to kind of stay down here with Niagara. And I think you know, as an NHL drafted player, you got to like uh, like that as well. Selfishly, I, I hope you know. Obviously, you want the best for these players and in the future of their careers. Man, Sobolev has looked awesome so far, and uh, I really hope he sticks around as as an Ice Dog fan to, to get to watch him because uh, even his first day in training camp, one of the more physical players. Obviously, you get some guys, you know, maybe they're going a little bit half speed in terms of the physicality. Uh, he, Sobolev was not. He definitely looks like a, a big, strong guy that uh, is going to provide a lot of physicality in the back end. And that's something you know that the Ice Dogs have lacked the last couple of seasons. Um, you know, even since you know I, the last guy that comes to the top of my head, like Mason Howard, would be the last real physical defender that the Ice Dogs have had. Um, I mean, not that Rebo and Jesus weren't, but. You know, it's just I think that uh, it's been something that uh, has been needed, and I, I hope he sticks around. Absolutely, and I know our uh, our other contributor Drew Deeks is uh, is going to love uh, the fact that Sobolev is a Montreal Canadiens draft pick with his uh, Montreal Canadiens YouTube channel. So um, I'm sure he hopes he sticks around as well, so we can cover him this year uh, for the Montreal Canadiens. But uh, and the last trade was a. Uh, with the Owen Sound attack, and that was a big move and uh, highly talked about uh, in both ways. Uh, the Owen Sound attack acquiring forward Declan Waddick from the Ice Dogs in exchange for uh, Gavin Bryant and a third-round pick in 2027. People are going to say, you know, D Declan Waddick, 28 goals last year, a 20-goal improvement, you know, from his uh, his previous year. But I think I look at the value there. Gavin Bryant, he's a, he's a natural-born leader a guy that they would need, desperately need in the room with a lot of their veterans, you know, not in the room anymore. He's well-liked and well-respected around the league. He had 26 points in 30 games, and then you add on a third-round pick as well. I think that, you know, the, the management staff did good value in, in you know, trying to be, get better, but also, you know, recoup some draft capital as well. I agree. Uh, again, uh, Sobolev looked great on the back end, but one of the best from from day one of training camp was definitely Bryant. He uh, he was definitely a standout of both offensively and defensively, and this team definitely needs some centers that can settle things down for a lot of the younger players who are more than likely going to settle in at wing. Um, but he's looked fantastic so far, so that's a, a good trade. Obviously sad to see uh, Declan Waddick go. He had a great performance, especially down the stretch. I think he kind of came on in the back half of the year. Um, but Gavin Bryant, really excited for it again. You mentioned it, 26 points in 30 games, so the offensive upside there as well. Yeah, I think on and off the ice, Gavin Bryant's a pro. So I think that's a guy that you really want to add to your room, and I think that that's somebody that uh, the coaching staff really is looking forward to having in Niagara, and I think the fans are going to really love uh, what uh, what Gavin Bryant brings, an assistant captain from Owen Sound. And from talking to people that have covered that team, you know, they, they can't speak enough glowingly. Uh, they speak glowingly about Gavin Bryant, can't say enough good things about him. So hopefully he'll be a, a great addition uh, for the Ice Dogs uh, team as they, you know, want to build uh, build that winning culture here again in, in Niagara and be proud to wear that, uh, that Ice Dogs crest. So... That's it for the offseason moves itself. Um, the Ice Dogs obviously, you know, went through uh, something with the OHL where uh, a couple of players are no longer uh, allowed to play in the OHL. Uh, Landon Cato and Josh Rosenswag. Um, they initially lost their first round pick. They were able to get that back through the appeal. So that's big to be able to get your first round pick back because, uh, you know, we've seen with Ryan Robrick and Ethan Zada, you know, if you don't have your first round pick, it's uh, it's really hard to, you know, make sure to, to rebuild your team. I mean, we just went through it, right? Last year, prior year, uh, Sam Dickinson, uh, we take him at four. Obviously, uh, doesn't uh, doesn't commit here off to London, and he looks like he might be a top 10 pick, top five pick in the NHL draft. So, obviously tough anytime that you lose a first round pick, but especially for a team um, that, that's going through a transition after, uh, after you know, the 2020 season. Um, obviously, just brutal to lose that. So getting them having the ability to get that first-round pick back really gives them a shot in this next three-year window, which is, you know, I think we're in year one. I think that year two and three is going to be, um, if, if the players keep developing, could be really, really strong. Um, I think this is going to be a really fun year in terms of just hoping for the future. I think last year it was really about... But obviously the bid for the Memorial Cup and, and staying competitive and you got to give credit to the management staff for trying I think that they just did not want this team to you know to fall out of it unfortunately there's so many moves and uh, the coaching change mid midway through but I think that going into this year it's more about okay let's settle down um, let's build a squad through the draft and, and some and some key trades and then let's build this out and uh, I think that's gonna be really important having that first round pick is a necessity in this 
Absolutely, and I think the management staff and Darren Dobler learned a lot last year, you know, uh, trial by error, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and they'll be the first to say when they make mistakes, and, you know, they're looking at, you know, building this Niagara team back into what this community and, uh, and this region expect, you know, with uh, the great history here in Niagara. And Darren Dobler even said in the statement that uh, he'll always take full responsibility for what happens in the organization. And culture change doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. So he's doing his best, uh, you know, to be, uh, to have Niagara want to be a destination here in the Ontario Hockey League. So that's important. I mean, again, yesterday was the first day of training camp, my first day uh, around the team as not just a fan, but some, you know, working the media of it. Um, You've been around the team a lot, but it was surprising to see just everyone was in really good spirits. They just seemed a lot more together. Um, and, and that just goes to show that they're really trying to, you know, change the culture here uh, for, for the Niagara Ice Dogs. And it definitely seemed it so far on day one of training camp. So Absolutely. So we're going to get into that right now. Uh, no commercial breaks yet because I haven't, uh, haven't yet uh, finished off the commercials for our great sponsors. <laughs> uh, that'll be coming in September. But I uh, want to give a quick plug to uh, JNL Flooring. If you think you can get a better deal anywhere else, you don't know Jack. Contact the Niagara Falls location to begin your next quality flooring project today. Proud sponsor of our Saber Semantic Show right here on the Armchair GM Sports Network. That is JNL Flooring. So, Cam, let's uh, let's quickly talk about you know what uh, what you thought of, of training camp so far. Um, you know, a lot of good stuff the first couple of days. We've seen a lot of uh, a lot of competitiveness out there with the guys that are trying to you know make a good impression that might not make the club, but want to be call-ups down the road or, or make the team next year. So, you know, what have you thought of, of the compete level and, and what you've seen for the first day and a half? Uh, definitely uh, Gavin Bryant, for example, we talked about him a little bit, um, was definitely someone that really drive, drove play throughout practice and and in uh, the first inter-squad game. Uh, I thought that he, he was just really good. Uh, one thing I do want to mention, Ryan Rubick we're obviously going to pay a lot of uh, attention to throughout this season. Obviously, second overall pick in this year's draft. Um, he seemed really comfortable. Like, you know, there, there wasn't any, you know, even when they were just doing drills and things like that, there was no, um, you know, just kind of skating around or, or, you know, looking around, that kind of thing. Like, he just looked like he was leading the way, and that's going to be super important for this team for him to really, you know, be a leader almost immediately. Um, it's a tough position to be in, but I think that just early on in training camp, he looks like he's, he's up to the task there. Uh, some of the um, some of the defensemen, so Sobolev, Podrikar, for example, Urban Podrikar um, was definitely the most physical and noticeable during practice, for during um, his uh, team's practice. He was on the Team Black. Um, definitely one of the better ones in the defensive drills, and then in the scrimmages too, um, had, had a great had a, had a great showing in that first scrimmage, so um, really excited to see to see uh, him evolve as well. And you know, before I ask you more about the players, what have you thought of you know just Ryan Kuwabara you know instilling the system because he wasn't here last year. Uh, he got here halfway through the season. You got Ben Boudreau in here now. You know what 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 have you thought of the way that you know I guess the coaching staff has gone about the camp and you know with the different uh, with the different drills and you know having those inner squad games. Just what what have you been your impressions of of the coaching side of things because obviously that's a big deal in junior hockey. They're they're making them work hard. I mean yesterday was it was a really busy day from start to finish. You know they had the fitness testing uh, and then they they had their uh, split uh, split practice, um, but it was constant. There was very little downtime and the players were definitely attentive. I mean he really just had to go over each drill once that was it no questions and then they immediately got into it and there was no sloppiness really either again first day of training camp you might expect uh, maybe some stop and starts there was none of that it was uh, really really uh, fun to see just start to finish he did a great job so um, things look like they're rolling very well to start camp and I think that's super important especially after the offseason yeah it's like the first day of school exactly these guys uh, coaches players even even media like us it was uh good to, to get back at the rink and you know just hear the sounds of of, uh, of the great game that we love you saw frustrations too i mean i, I something that I, I noted going throughout is that you know even on missed shots or missed plays i mean uh, zach lavois is going to be a huge part of this team and we're going to talk about him in a little bit but um you know even when he would he would miss a shot which is something that he rarely does um and you know he'd, he'd let it out a little bit it wasn't uh, any just oh this is just practice like he looked like he wanted more out of himself there and I, again he, he was great especially in like the little three-on-three drill they had, um, where they had very little time and space, they were really active throughout it. So again, I think all I think the whole team is engaged, and uh, it's a good start so far. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I was 
mostly doing interviews yesterday, so mm-hmm. uh, I, did, I was able to catch little glimpses of it. But uh, you got a good uh, good sense with the inner squad games and the practices of uh, you know really who was standing out and who came who really came to play to start training camp. So who are some names that stuck out to you, and what were some some of the key notes that uh, Ice Dog fans should know about? Uh, Kevin, he is the truth. He is going to be absolutely nuts. He, I think, last year um, you got to see him skate. And I think that was it was extremely noticeable. Even for even for a casual hockey fan, you could tell that just Kevin's extremely good on his skates. Um, but it was his shot physicality came along at the part of last season. But yesterday, and he had all the deeks and dangles, not just to show off, like really to 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 create some separation. And his shot looks far better. I think last year at times he was. He's working really hard to get into a spot to actually create some offense. This time, it looks like he's getting in that spot and then taking advantage. I mean, we just watched him in the goalie drills, and he is just picking corners relentlessly here. So, obviously, he is going to be a massive part of the team. Um, so, he was someone I definitely noticed early on. Um, in terms of um, the, the draft picks there, Zada, extremely smooth skater and really good vision. I think he is going to be quieter. I think that you're going to see maybe a lot more playmaking ability from him, um, but he he was definitely defensively sound in the in the scrimmages game. But he was able to find a few nice seam passes for goals yesterday, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to see. Um, you know, I think well, Rubric probably gets the spotlight early on. This is the fifth overall pick in the draft, right? He was our compensatory pick from from the Sam Dickinson uh, situation the year prior, and he's going to be extremely important. Rubric as well. You got to see why he w- was so highly touted. Um, something that I noticed from him on rushes where, or even defensive drills where he rushed to the outside and was able to hold off the defender really well. You know, I think that as he gets bigger, it's only going to get better, but he was very confident and didn't just take things to stride to the outside. He drove the net really well, um, and I think that he is going to be a fantastic player this year. I'm curious to see how his first couple games go because obviously nerves but we're, we'll get into the preview of the season a little bit later uh, later on in the year but the, we got a first couple big games going on early but uh, he was obviously really really fun to watch um, another one that uh, Ice Hawk fans might not know uh, Brandon Gill I think might have been my especially in the um, especially in the uh, scrimmages um, I think that he was the most noticeable. He was really, really fast, um, you know, uh, really, really active on the puck, made a lot of good passing plays, and he was just, yeah, his skating was fantastic. So um, probably not going to make the team, um, just just based off of what we look at for the depth chart going in, but I would be surprised if he's not, um, you know, a scratch early on in the year and makes the team. I thought that he was definitely the most impressive early on. Um, in net, Vandenberg was fantastic. Owen Flores, the steady, steady as she goes. Um, he's obviously locked in as the starter. But um, in terms of you know, maybe that fight for that third goaltending spot, uh, I thought Dylan DeWatcher was really the best goaltender in the, um, the inner squad game. They only played a period, um, each of the either goaltender tandems. Um, but he was fantastic. Made a lot of athletic saves, um, ones where you're like, oh my goodness, got to go. Like you know, make sure that it was him. Um, so I, I thought that he he was really impressive early on as well. Uh, last one, last thing I want to touch on is um, released from day one, uh, Frolov. Um, we lost a big piece last year in Denincio because we didn't have a lot on the back end that was able to break the puck out, that, that demanded the puck on the breakout. Even Denincio, I think he was more um, effective in the offensive zone than anywhere else. Not even on the breakout, just in the offensive zone. It was it was hard. He had a lot of confidence. Inner squad game, Frolov um, didn't just want to get rid of the puck when he had it at the blue line. I think that that's a big thing, especially in the OHL. I think the position you notice the most are confident defenders because they don't want to just play defense and get rid of the puck. Frolov at the blue line with pressure on him, made a couple of nice deeks to keep it in, and uh, was able to play really well defensively as well. So he was a, a good standout from day one. Wow, great stuff there uh, from day one. Uh, I have some notes from, from this morning from day two. Basically picking up where you left off. I mean, Ryan Robrick, golden assist earlier today as well. Like just he has a he has very deceptive speed for his size, and I mean his playmaking ability. You know, playing with Juan Copeland, you know, maybe that ends up being a, a tandem that that sticks for uh, the regular season. 
But, yeah, you can see why this guy was drafted second overall. He's got all the skill in the world, and, you know, teams are going to go after guys that are drafted high, so he's going to be able have to be able to, to really learn how to how to brace those hits and, and be uh, be willing to go into the dirty areas to pick up pucks. But, again, he's, uh, he's a guy that was, you know, touted as basically the first overall pick for most of the year before um, Matt Schaefer kind of came on at the end of the year and as a defenseman they usually go if they're if it's a forward and D that are basically about the same it's very you pick hard the, to find a defenseman you pick the defenseman but uh, Ryan Robrick is highly touted for a reason and uh, when he's engaged uh, you can definitely see you know what kind of impact he can make on this team no absolutely I think that I think that what's going to be important for him uh, in the development is where they end up playing it. he's built like a centerman like he is big for this league in his rookie season and um, I think that the hopes maybe is that he ends up playing center uh, when you look at the depth chart of the team that we'll get into in a little bit. But, um, you know, if he starts out on wing, that's fine too because, uh, again, deceptive skater like you mentioned and, and really good vision. And so far at training camp has some pretty good chemistry with Zach Lavoie. So we'll see. It'll be interesting to see where they go there. But um, early on, I think uh, he's, he's been fantastic. Yeah, and he's kind of been with Lavoie on and off the ice. So maybe that's something that the, the coaching staff mm-hmm. wanted. You know, Zach as an older player to kind of show Robert the ropes, you know, as a, as a first-year player and Zach being a, being a veteran. And, and a guy that's uh, you know willing to help everybody out, so um, can definitely see that there's uh, there's guys players that are you know gelling with uh, with one another already, and that's good to see. Um, you mentioned Kevin He just you know picking off where he or starting where he left off yesterday, you know scoring before we even had the coffee pot on this morning. So he uh, he was ready to go. I think he scored in the first minute of uh, of the first inter squad game, and again this is a guy that comes off a great rookie campaign going into his uh, NHL draft year he's very determined um, he's always you know working out he t- talks about how much he works um, just a-, a kid that's you know mature beyond his years and somebody that you really want to see do well I mean one of the uh, I-, I had the pleasure of uh, uh, someone I know in my community uh, was actually his coach and I remember him sending me clips. I got to meet Kevin yesterday, but I remember him sending me clips just before the Ice Dogs draft him saying that he knew I was a big OHL guy, and he sent me clips of, of Kevin in the summer at, at his skating camp, and he was like, this guy is going to be nuts. Um, and uh, sure enough, he ends up going to the Ice Dogs, which I couldn't have been happier about because I get to watch him all last season. And yeah, I think that's something that is really deceptive. He's all around. Like, as the season went along last year, obviously your first year in the OHL, um, nerves are, and, 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 you know, maybe physicality comes a little bit later. But he got really physical, like, near the end of the year. Wasn't wasn't afraid to finish checks. This season, it looks like already he is, a, like, a veteran. Like, now he's ready to go. Um, and I'm strong, strong hopeful to be, you know, a draft pick this year uh, in the NHL in his draft season. So um, I would be stunned. If he isn't, uh, you know, early on, but I think that he's really in shape to, to have a big season. Yeah, and I want to I want to make a, a point about a couple other returning guys as well. Juan Copeland, I think, is showing a major confidence boost early on. Obviously, they've had him playing with Ryan Robrick, but he's just making a lot of uh, shifty plays, creating plays to find teammates with smooth passes. You know, being able to enter the zone, you know, and and just you know create space and time and space for his teammates and you know those little shifty plays that that really make a difference to uh get yourself in good scoring opportunities so i think juan copeland's a guy former second round pick it's one of him and andrew wysick are now the uh, the elder statesman of the niagara ice dogs uh, the longest tenured players so i think i look for juan copeland you know now that he's back michigan boy uh coming over here i think that he's going to have a a good season and and a guy that they might look at as you know being a top six uh six winger um, and the, uh, the other guys have inclined. I mean, this is a guy that's, uh, you know, was a fourth-line player for most of the year last year. You know, a big-bodied guy. You know, he, they, they know, you know, he's one of pound-for-pound, probably the strongest guy off the ice as far as, you know, his uh, weightlifting ability and, and puts in the work off the ice. But you can really see on the ice this year uh, so far at training camp that uh, even you mentioned it to me, uh, you know, off-air yesterday that he just looks a lot more confident being able to, to handle the puck being able to create plays and and a guy that wants to put up more offense this year. He was probably the most notable, like one of the most notable players yesterday in the inner squad game uh, for for Team Black. He he was fantastic all the way through. Um, and again, those moments where you're like, where you got to check the number and see who that was. He had a number of them, and yeah, I think that he's going to be important. Something that as this team goes through a bit of a transition this year and into next one is that there's not a ton of physicality. There 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 isn't a lot. We, we're desperate for for more scoring and offense and i think that's been addressed i think that you know the, some of the players are are definitely i think we're going to score more than last year 
Um, but physicality, we, we don't have the same same size, I think, going into going into this year as last year. And he, it's going to be important for him to make sure that he plays the body, and he's definitely built built really well. So, um, you know, it'll be fun to watch him. And I think that, yeah, he's got a shot to be a lot more impactful player this year than last year. Yeah, and he's definitely just playing with a lot more confidence that you can see. You can see, you can tell when players, you know, are confident with the puck and they're not, you know, timid or, you know, maybe maybe second guessing what they're going to do with, with with the plays. So Evan Klein's a guy that you think is uh, going to take a big step. As far as a couple other players, I just wanted to mention uh, Bronson Ride and uh, Roman Budiev got into it. Uh, had a couple love taps after uh, colliding in the in the back of the boards here so there is some uh, some physicality going on and and guys that are you know might not end up cracking the roster they they want to still prove themselves as well and uh, going after guys that are going to be roster players you know maybe just trying to send a message or make themselves noticeable I mean, if there's someone to go after, you want to make a name for yourself, I mean, probably the 6'6 defenseman is probably the one I guess you do it with. But um, I'm excited to see Bronson Rob. He came on late last season in a trade from Windsor, I believe. And um, obviously, size stands out above anything else. But I think that um, I want to see him break the puck out a little bit more this year um, offensively. There was something that I noticed last season um, as the season went along. Again, our, our decor, once we lost an NCO, not a lot of offense. It was a lot of just get the puck off your stick and, and try and make a good defensive play. When Ride came on, he just head up at the net the whole time, wasn't afraid to shoot. And uh, I, I noted yesterday during some of the drills, his shot looks, uh, not I don't know about improved, but he's definitely more confident with it. So uh, I'm excited to see him. I mean, maybe get some power play time, things like that. He's going to be a pivotal part of the decor this year and um, hopefully more than just size. Yeah, Ryden O'Flaherty actually came over in that Valencia trade. Huge trade. So those are two guys that you look at. You know, O'Flaherty's, you know, a good two-way, you know, big-bodied winger. You know, he's, he wants to bang. He wants to play with that uh, that intensity. So I, I look at Ryden O'Flaherty making that trade last year when Denisio was most likely going to be on his way out anyway. You know, that's a trade that you look back at and say, you know, the Ice Dogs got quality value long term for what they were looking for. I have a good friend of mine who's uh, who's a season ticket holder for the Spitfires and immediately when the trade trade happened, um, he DM'd me being like, you know, what's Denincio like? And I explained that he's one of the most fun players to watch. I mean, he saw the World Juniors. Hit the gritty. Like, you know, had, a, had one of the biggest goals in the World Juniors last year uh, for, for the Swiss. But um, right when he texted me, I, I asked the same thing. I'm like, well, what do you think about Ride and, and O'Flaherty? He immediately said, every fan is going to love O'Flaherty. And last year, again, uh, I, I, I went to every home game as a fan. And uh, it's not so much just about fighting, but it's standing up uh, to, you know, for, your, for your team. And O'Flaherty that immediately, and it was just constant energy. Uh, there was very little just skating. Every single shift, even if it wasn't an offensive one, uh, he was ready to throw the body around. And uh, bigger than you'd think. Like I, when I got to meet him yesterday, you know, as someone who just gets to watch from the stands, we're, we're watching as a fan, um, didn't realize he's as big as he is. And uh, I, I'm really excited for him this year because, again, I think him and Klein are going to be have to be some of the, the two of the players that are, are really physical throughout the year. Yeah, they're going to need to have that dog mentality, and those are two players that, uh, you know, exemplify that. Uh, final segment today is going to be brought to you by Wild Bill's Auto Repair, helping customers stay safe and confident on the roads in, in Niagara since 2012. In honor of the late William Robert Hunter, the proud show of show sponsor of OHL Overtime, that would be Wild Bill's Auto Repair. So we talked about the lineup a little bit, kind of teased it. This is way too early for this, but uh, I guess we can go ahead, uh, Cam, and, and kind of discuss, you know, the projected lineup for the Ice Dogs and what players maybe we've seen so far at training camp that you know might be able to be call-ups at some point during the season or, or what have you if injuries happen or or anything else so let's start off with uh, with the forward group I think it was pretty pretty unanimous when we were discussing it Kevin He, Alex Asadori and Zach Lavoie that was the line last year that was very successful for Niagara and we think that that's going to be you know the, the starting uh, top line for the Ice Dogs this year. Yeah, well, I mean, just before going into the season, when, when we look at the depth chart, I mean, I looked at, I remember game number one, and the most impactful player in game one against Mississauga was Zach Lavoie, the hat trick. And I remember watching him uh, with my buddy last year, and he scored just, and these weren't just shots at the net. He was picking the corner. And when they traded for him, I was like, oh, this is fantastic. And he has been he has been that, and as a Dorian, when he came over as well, um, he had a massive point streak, did he not? 
I want to say he scored in like 16 straight, not goals, but had a point in 16 straight games. And once those three got together, um, you know, they were splitting between the first and second line. And they, I mean, Michaud played uh, up in the first line. So, but it was it was really almost split even time. Um, now with Kevin Heen in his second season after a great rookie campaign with Azadorian, who is high energy for for a smaller guy, really really high energy. And then you combine that with the lethal shot of a Y. I think that you've got the mix for for a great first line at least early on in the season. Yeah, and, and you, you talk about getting value. Zach Lavoie and Alex Asadorian, two players that maybe had fallen out of grace with their current teams, and Alex Asadorian came over here and was a revelation from the Sudbury Wolves. Got much more playing time, was much more confident, and showed you know why he's such a great playmaker. Uh, Zach Lavoie, on the other hand, glad he was able to get another hat trick once he got to Niagara and mm-hmm. had that huge game up in Oshawa. Um, you know, with, with, with probably the big, the biggest point uh, output of the season for any ice dog. And it's just good to see those guys, you know, come over and get that opportunity. And they, they really showcase what they could do. And you add star rookie Kevin Heat to that, and it was just a perfect mix. Yeah, and Lavoie yesterday looked like he was leading. Like, I mean, we're way too early to talk about captains and things like that. But he, yesterday, even just, in, like, you know, in, in the back and then on, on the ice during drills and stuff like that, he definitely looked like he was leading the charge or one of the leaders in the in the room. So, um, you know, really excited for that first line. And honestly, that line probably has the most pressure because they are going to be the drivers of the team, um, at least for the first 20, 25 games probably. Absolutely. So uh, Kevin He, Alex Asadorian, Zach Lavoie, line one, that's pretty unanimous for us at this point. Line two is where it starts to get interesting because, again, some of these things can be moved around depending on, you know, some guys might be playing wing, some might be playing center, some might, might be more natural uh, off wing. But, again, this is kind of just a projected lineup from what, uh, what we've seen so far. We've got Ryan Robrick at left wing, kind of start him off a little bit, a little bit easier instead of throwing him into second line center right off the bat as a rookie. That's hard to do. Have him be centered by a guy like Gavin Bryant that they brought in from Owen Sound. The guy's a pro. The guy's a, a, a solid two-way center, and it can kind of you know show Robrick the ropes as far as you know what it's going to take to be a, a quality centerman in this league. And then we just put Juan Copeland up there because he's one of the elder statesmen on the team at this point. Has been playing a lot with Ryan Robrick in the inner squad games, and a guy that you want to see take that next step this year in a, in a top six role. No, I, absolutely. I think that that's. I think the one thing that is going to be interesting with with the Ice Dogs, especially in the forward core, is that they've only got three right hand shots right now. Um, so that means you know, on the wings, it, it is going to be interesting. And uh, what we mentioned earlier with with uh, Ryan Rubrick, I don't know if the um, the goal is to have him play center at some point. Um, but I think that you kind of nailed it on the head there, especially the first two games. I mean, up against London, imagine having, you know as your in your rookie season, your first two games going up against one of the best teams in the OHL, and you got to be the second line center. That's going to be awfully tough. Um, so maybe they help him out a little bit there to get adjusted to the league uh, on wing. Brian, I just thought of this while you were talking. For any Ice Dog fan that watched a lot last season, he reminds me the most of, of Pasquale Zito. Like, he, he is, you know, no, so far, again, in the, in the games that we've gotten to watch, just the inter-squad games, like, energy would hit, would throw the shoulder, and had that sneaky ability of, of, of offensive to try and create some time and space. Um, so I, I think that's a really good mix. And then Juan Copeland, too. Again, yeah, the elder statesman. Uh, I think that putting Rubric on a line with, with you know, two of the younger guys is probably not where you want to start. But um, he's going to get his shot no matter what. Rubric's definitely going to be in the top six. And third line, this is the line that uh, – talk about two-way play. This, mm-hmm. is, uh, this is the line that Ice Dog fans get really excited for if it sticks. Evan Klein on the left wing. Ethan Zada, the fifth overall pick rookie, as the third line center to start out. As a you know, a guy that uh, GM West Consorti has talked about, you know, being a, a very solid two-way player, you know, a guy that'll do anything to win, um, and uh, and is a guy that that takes pride in his two-way game. And then Chris O'Flaherty on the right wing. So Klein Zotto O'Flaherty, thoughts on that one, Cam? Uh, again, I think that's going to definitely be the most physical line, and it'll be interesting to see where Zada shakes out in the lineup. Again, same situation. Uh, it's very difficult for a center to come into this league as a rookie um, and, and be able to to play well defensively or offensively. And I think that if Zada is going to play center, which it looks like he's going to, um, you definitely want to have him with two guys that are not going to let anyone mess around. Uh, I think that, like we mentioned, O'Flaherty has no problem dropping the mitts and standing up for his teammate. And Klein would just, he just looked physical. Like, you know, he is going to play hard, but it just, he had the look of someone um, of a player that is just, is going to be very tough to throw around at all. So um, that's an interesting line. I think that one has the, the chance to, to change because. I mean, to be honest, uh, it would it would be really fun to see them centered by Bryant at some point. If Zada can make the jump or Rubric moves over to center and you put Bryant with Klein and O'Flaherty, that's going to be a handful 
for any lineup to go up against just because they all love to throw the body around. So, uh, But, yeah, I think to start the season, at least so far, that's probably the safest bet on the third line. Yeah, I really like that line as a grit and sandpaper. Um, and that, uh, you know, would be would be one that uh, OHL teams would probably, you know, not want to go up against on most nights. Uh, going into the line four, um, and this is an interesting one, you've got uh, Ivan Galianov, the fourth-round pick this year, which uh, Director of Scouting Adam Henrich said during the uh, during draft weekend that this guy should have been a first-round pick. Um, so they, they were so stoked to be able to get him with the fourth-round pick. Uh, so take that with uh, what you wish on, on that. But Ivan Galianov clearly has had skill, and I mentioned... Um, or I saw earlier today, you know, had a breakaway, went top shed, you know, just a guy that uh, is, is really showing uh, showcasing why he's got so much skill. You say he had a breakaway penalty shot in game one? Yep. Uh, or game two, sorry? Like this morning? This morning, yeah. Yeah, yeah he had the exact same thing yesterday, too. Yeah. And, and he and played really physical as well. So, I, yeah, I, I think that so far in, tram, he, or in camp, he's, he's looked really interesting. Yep. So uh, Ivan Galeanov to start, uh, we think he cracks the lineup on line four with uh, Mike Potaloo at center and Andrew Vermeulen. Mike Potaloo, um is expected to be here at camp. Uh, did see him walk in the building, so that's a, that's a good sign um, that uh, you know he got whatever he had to do uh, taken care of. So Mike Potaloo is, uh, is is here at training camp uh, with the Ice Dogs. Uh, whether he plays uh, in the next day or two, we'll, we'll have to see, or if he that's more, you know, see him when the preseason starts. But Galeano, Potaloo, and Andrew Vermeulen, who has been very impressive, a guy that played a little bit last year, a guy that uh, then GM Darren Dodler was very high on, uh, played with Brantford last year, you know, their leading scorer. He was a guy that uh, said that could be, and, uh, you know, could be a force in this league because he's got the size to do it. Uh, if he can round out that skill and, and that consistency, he's got four goals so far at the time of recording this at training camp. So, what do you think of Galliano, Potaloo, and Vermeulen as line four? I think Vermeulen's the most interesting in maybe getting a shot higher in the lineup, just right in the, at least in the preseason. Um, you know, again, we, we had a second line of, of Rubric, Brian, and Copeland. I wouldn't be stunned if Vermeulen got a shot on the right wing on that second line, at least early on in camp. Uh, you know, I don't know if he, putting him in a spot where um, offense is, is needed no matter what, um, but he definitely looks a lot more or less timid with the puck. Um, he looked a lot more confident with the puck um, than he did last year. Again, it's hard to, to come up from, from Brantford, the Brantford 99ers up, up to here midway through the season. So, um, you know, I think that it's going to be interesting to watch him early on in camp in the games. Yeah, like he's got a couple goals already, four, I believe, in the two uh, inner squad games. So it'll be interesting to see where he shakes out. Um, Potaluk offers some uh, veteran presence uh, for some of these guys. Again, Zada. As a rookie, going to be awfully tough to, to just jump in the league. So having him, the ability to jump up and down the lineup at center. And then Galianov, yeah, like I don't he, – he looks like a difference maker for sure. And, and, again, it has the ability to move higher in the lineup than we think. Or maybe maybe power play time. We don't know, right, like those kinds of things. But uh, uh, interesting players that have a shot to go up in the lineup. And we talk about, you know, an extra forward, William Stewart, a guy that played last year uh, a little bit. A guy that I think, you know, would like to be an everyday roster player on this team, uh, but a guy that I think is valuable to have around uh, that can fit into your bottom six when uh, injuries happen or, or other unfortunate circumstances happen. I think William Stewart's a, a guy that's reliable that you can plug in and play. You'd like to see a little bit more offense out of him, but he's definitely a big body, and if he can round out that skill, you know, he's a guy that could be a valuable piece uh, when needed on this team. Oh, absolutely, and I think that, you know, even last year we dealt with injuries a ton throughout the season, and um, so not not cracking it out of training camp. Obviously, going to be disappointing for the player, um, but I, I think that uh, the sorry the opening night roster. But again, things could change, and um, uh, he's he's looked very good at camp as well. And moving on to the defensive side of things, again uh, depends on if Sobolev is back with Niagara or not. Uh, but we're going to say that he, he he is for the projected lineup here. Uh, we have Bronson Ryden and Daniil Sobolev as the top line. It's uh, Windsor Spitfire's uh, decor there, uh, D-pair, uh, with uh, both those players be, being formerly that's, at Windsor. That's a big... Okay, so first of all, Bronson Ryden, obviously 6'6", 205 listed. Sobolev's 6'2", 210. Like, they, they're both... like. That is an extremely important defensive pairing for this team if Sobolev stays, knock on wood, again, selfishly. Um, but I think that that's going to be a difference maker um, in terms of uh, just the first pairing, I think. Yeah, and then we, we talk about, you know, there's a guy that I look at with, with, with Andrew Wysick, and, you know, I just look at what he went through last year. He was in the press box a lot, went through so much with his injury last year, 
you know, it, it really affected him off the ice as well, but he was determined. He was always working, tried his best to get back in the lineup, and, you know, once he did, he, you know, just, it was still, you know, he was still bothering him, and, and again, it's just something that was lingering and, and bothering him all year long. So the fact that he's going to be back healthy and playing hockey again, I think that's a great determination uh, story for people that, you know, go through hard times, trials, and tribulations during their hockey career. Andrew Wysick, you know, um, again, one him and Juan Copeland, now the uh, the longest tenured ice dogs. But it's great to see Andrew, uh, Andrew Wysick back. Again, we liked seeing him up in the press box last year, but he spent too much time up there because of injury. So it's going to be good to see him uh, on skates and on the ice a lot more this year. Absolutely. And I think the decor, like we mentioned earlier in the show, like this one's wide open. Like Van Netten, I believe, is the only one that is returning, um, Wysik as well, um, that, that's returning from, from last year's team. And I think it's it's wide open. You have a lot of players uh, like, like Sobolev and, and, and coming over. But I think that mean, just drives competition as well. I think that... Um, you know, it, it, as long as the more the more talent that you've got, it drives the other players uh, to to bring out that talent. So um, it'll be interesting to see. But as one of the older players and longest tenured Ice Dog players, I think he's going to be important. And again, on the decor, there's a lot of changes. So uh, he's definitely going to be an important piece at least to start the season. And you, the, the guy that we have him uh, paired with right now is the uh, import uh, pick. Urban Padrakar, what have you seen so far from him at camp? One of the most uh, one of the most noticeable players on the defensive side of things. Heavy hitter, the D drills where they had two on two. He didn't allow anyone near him. He got everyone to the outside. We're talking Zach Lavoie, like all of the high end players on the team. Uh, it didn't matter who was going up against him. He was fantastic in his own end. And yeah, definitely wasn't shy to bring the physicality early on in training camp. And obviously, again, you don't see guys going and laying each other out. Um, but when you know they rattle up against the glass a little bit and you get a little ooh and off ah from, from the benches, he had a few of those moments and uh, definitely one of the most noticeable uh, on the back end. And good defensive reads, good stick too. He is going to be one of the more important players, in my opinion. Yep, uh, the Ice Dogs uh, import uh, player this year. The third pair, Ryan Van Netten, obviously, as you mentioned, a returnee from last year, was solid in the in the uh, the bottom six role that he had uh, on the defensive core. And then uh, second role, second round pick from this uh, past draft, Artem Frola from the Von Kings, obviously a highly touted defenseman, a guy that the management staff really targeted and wanted on this team. So what do you think of uh, the third pair of Van Netten and uh, starting Frolov off there? Oh, Frolov definitely reminds me the most, like I said, of of Denuncio. Um So he is going to, if I had to guess who was going to be the most offensive in terms of points from the back end, Ride probably just because he's going to get every opportunity. And it looks like just his personality shoots, isn't afraid to shoot the puck. But like I mentioned, he was very confident at the blue line with the puck. And I would, it, I would hazard a guess that he is going to have a great rookie campaign in terms of offense. And at least quarterback one of the power plays for sure, I would think. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely, you know, got that offensive skill and, and a guy that the Ice Dogs will, will look to have for, for many years, you know, be, be an offensive catalyst from the back end to be able to get the puck up the ice, but also carry the puck in, into the offensive zone as well. So I think that, like you mentioned, when Denisio was traded last year, they were kind of missing that uh, that power play quarterback and a guy that could really make an impact on the back end. Jesus did well. I think that something that was underrated but last season, I think he had like 25 points. Or Very 20. smooth skater. Yeah, and, and it, but it was more just... Anytime he had it, throw it at the net, kind of thing. Not don't mess around. Um, we definitely missed that uh, that offensive flair from the back end once the Denuncio trade happened. Yeah, and you look at you know the defensive defenseman they lost in the off season. Obviously, what happened with Landon Cato, and then you have three overagers. You know, age out. You had David Jesus, Nathan Rebo, and Jared Keane, who ended up unfortunately missing the rest of the season with a broken wrist, but. You lost a lot of defense, and then you trade away Gabe Runko. So they really had to rebuild this deep core on the fly this offseason. No, absolutely. That's why I think Sobolev is extremely important. If he stays, uh, that's going to definitely make things a lot better uh, on the back end. But not only that is there has to be, and I'm sure the coaching staff is going to is going to address this in this offseason, but you got to help out Flores and, and, and Vandenberg. I think last season, I remember coming to games where we, almost, we were giving up like 50, 60 shots a game. And um, I think that defensively, just a little too passive, the blue line, things like that. And uh, it's going to be very important for the decor to get the puck out of the zone when we have a, the op opportunity to. Um, and the one thing is, is that Frolov is a fantastic skater. Um, so anytime that you get a, a D-man that can skate the puck out quickly, and Sobolev as well, uh, he had a massive hit um, in the in the scrim in the uh, inner squad game, and then just took the puck and skated in almost at a breakaway. Um, so uh, I think those two are going to be extremely important in that aspect. 
And we talk about uh, extra defensemen real quick. Um, Sammy Douglas Najem is a guy that stuck out to, to you yesterday, but um, he's been a guy that was, you know, been a camp invitee in 2020, was not on anybody's radar, ended up signing um, that, uh, that COVID, you know, I guess short half a season that they played. Um, and he was a guy that really, you know, showcased what he could do. 2021 came around, and he was a shocking cut from, uh, from last year's training camp in 2022. So he was a guy that I was really happy to see back when I saw the training camp roster released last week because I really think Sammy Douglas Najem, as a big-body defenseman, they, 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 we talk about the physicality. He's a guy that if you look at him off the ice when he take, you know, doesn't have his shirt on, he's a guy that you know, has a he, – he, he's, in, he's in very good shape. He definitely puts in the work off the ice, but on the ice he's a, he's a bruising defenseman that can chip in uh, when needed. But I think he's, he's one of those guys that you look at would be a perfect you know, seventh defenseman. Well, I think, it would, I, again, just when you're looking at like, the drills and, and, and the training camp games, that there's definitely some players that you can tell are, that have a little bit more motivation simply because they might not be you know, guaranteed a roster spot. And most of them that we mentioned earlier were some of the, the imports and some of the European defensemen. Um, but, yeah, uh, Douglas Nation was definitely... Definitely the most fit, had the highest motor other than um, Gavin Bryant. I think that uh, in those in the at least in the inner squad game. So it'd be great to see him make the squad as, as someone that can fill in. Um, but he's looked the part so far, and he's you know older. So uh, you know that that does play in a lot in this league. Is that you know you get you know that there's a major difference between anyone from 17 to you know up to 1920. So um, we'll see what happens. But uh, it'd be it'd be surprising again if he got cut. I think especially after day one. Again, very early, but. Yeah, he's definitely uh, playing the part, and uh, and you know we wish the best for Sammy as uh, you know he tries to crack this lineup, but uh, definitely noticeable through uh, the first couple of days of training camp. Not much to say with the goaltenders. We know Owen Flores is going to be the starter. Marcus Vandenberg is going to back him up. Very solid back there, but I know that uh, there's a little bit of competition there for that third spot. Obviously, Charlie Burns uh, was called up last year. Now he's going to be playing closer uh, to Niagara, being down in Fort Erie, playing with the Meteors, uh, as opposed to being up back up in Sault Ste. Marie. But you really liked uh, what you saw from the watcher, and you think that he could uh, you know, give Burns a run for his money for that uh, maybe third-string third, third string goaltender spot. I mean, again, just early on, very early takes, but he didn't allow any... There was a couple throughout the throughout uh, practices and whatnot where you know, some of the goalies wanted some stuff back, but in the inner squad game, he played fantastic, fought for every puck, um, really active too, looking around bodies, trying to make... Make sure that he he got a good angle on on every shot that he could, and then some uh, crazy athletics. Um you know, more than any of the other goaltenders, not that they didn't have a good performance as well. I think that a lot of the goaltenders had a really good performance as well as they fire on the music here at the Meridian Center. But, um, no, he played really well, and uh, I think that he's... I would be surprised if he's not the third goalie, but it's not that Charlie Burns played bad either. No, he didn't, but that's basically it for our very early projected lineup for the Ice Dogs. Obviously, we'll have more time to talk about that as the uh, regular season comes around at the end of September. We've still got a month of uh, preseason games, so preseason game one against the OHL champion Peterborough Peets is this Saturday here at the Meridian Center, so that's going to be really exciting, Cam. And uh, I know you're really looking forward to doing our game recaps after uh, most of the all uh, Ice Dogs home games this year. So it's going to be really exciting and uh, can't wait to, uh, you know, just get back to, to watching some good hockey and providing quality coverage for the Ice Dog fans. Absolutely. Can't thank you enough for bringing me aboard this season. Really excited to bring the Niagara Ice Dog fans a lot of coverage and uh, it, it's going to be a really fun year. Absolutely. So we'll, we'll see you for the rest of training camp. We'll see you for preseason this week. So really exciting times as the Niagara Ice Dogs are back. So guys, make sure you're following the podcast on Twitter at Dog Pound Podcast. And as well, you can uh, follow myself at B Caputo underscore AGM and my co-host Cam at No Sleeves Gaming. And you can uh, like us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We're on all uh, social media platforms for you guys. And listen, thanks for listening to us on demand on your favorite audio platform. As always, thank you for listening to the Dog Pound Podcast, the official podcast of your Niagara Ice Dogs, brought to you by Global Pet Foods and their four locations across the Niagara region. We'll talk to you guys again very soon. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.